Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us today and forever. Amen. Meet the man who will change your life. Meet the man on a mission, a man filled with mercy for the world. Let's see if we can catch up with him today. We'll use the words of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 through, and then 14 to 21. Paul's second letter written to the ancient people in the ancient nation of Greece, a place called Corinth. And Paul wrote to the believers these words. Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord. That's to respect him and love him. We try to persuade others. Now why? Well, Christ's love compels us. Because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, standing in him in faith, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends, do we ever get tired of God telling us that it is your job and mine to tell people about Jesus? Let's ponder that question again. Do we ever get tired of God telling us that it is your job and mine to tell the world about Jesus? You know, our Jesus is the one who said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing and teaching. Our Jesus is the one who says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. It's our Jesus who says, you are the salt of the earth. Remember how salt works? It makes a steak better when it's in contact with. You are the salt of the earth. I should have put a bridge picture up here. I kept the other place up, but works. Maybe we like our church just the way it is. We're a big enough place to have this really nice 3K to 8 school, and if we kept on growing, we might have to spend money and add some classrooms. Maybe we like our church just the way it is. When I come to the service I like, I, uh, there's room to sit in the seats, and my family is there, and my friends are there. But, you know, when we keep inviting people, it can get a little uncomfortable sometimes. And then the pastors keep asking us to say hi to people we don't know. 
Do you ever have those days, though, when you're in the thick of life, a rough, a rough spot, a rough patch, and you come to church and you just want the bridge to be all about you? God, preach to me. And there are days where that is true, and it is so real, and it is appropriate. But are there ever days you come and you're kind of like, I just want church to go the way I want it to go? Now, maybe you're thinking, wait a minute, Pastor Nate. Now, you're getting a little feisty up there, and it's making me a little uncomfortable. And I say, well, I'm right there with you, because guess what? I like church to go the way I want it to go, too. Just the way you probably do sometimes. Let's keep that thought and switch lanes for just a moment. As the quarterback of the National Football League Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, how much does this cat make? A lot. $55 million a year. $55 million a year. Could you be an NFL quarterback, a good one, and actually receive a paycheck of $55 million a year? Yeah, $30 million after taxes. I don't know. That would scare me. That kind of money would scare me. It might change me. You might not see me at the bridge as much because I'd have a lot of things to do. I'd, I'd need to travel and stuff a lot. No, if God was going to give me spending money of $30 million a year, he'd have to give me a plan, a plan on how to share that. Or this life would quickly become all about me and rather rather than about you. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become right with God, holy, forgiven. God not counting our sin against us. Friends in Christ Jesus, do we realize how big is the gift our God has given us? Do we really appreciate how big an investment Jesus invested into you and me? What it is we have from God as a free gift to share? Let's answer that question with another question. Is sin really such a big deal? Well, I, I turned 60 this past Tuesday. Yeah, but Randy Fink, our church administrator, who, by the way, is 59, um, Randy Fink made sure to tell his wife, Lori, that he now works with three pastors in their 60s. And Pastor Pete, the very first thing he said when he saw me on Tuesday morning was, hey, you're the guy whose age begins with a new number, a six. And I, I thought, do I pinch myself to see if the reality of 60, 75% dead, looks any different on my 60th birthday? Apparently it does. You see, sin is a big deal. Someday it will get me, this thing called death. And someday it will get you too. So God the Father made or put my sin on Jesus. My death, God the Father put on Jesus. And Jesus 
death became my life. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become right with God, forgiven. The same man said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. My friends, you and I as believers in Jesus are still going to die physically unless Christ comes in the clouds of heaven before that day. But Jesus' death has become our life. One day we will die, but there is another greater day coming when we will come back to life. And God will usher us lovingly into the halls of heaven where we'll live in his presence forever, free from sin and death and illness and hurt. Because our God so loved the world. That's a huge gift. Worth a whole lot more than $30 million a year. How good are we at sharing that? Paul says, Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all of us died. He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. The Bible says all are saved in Jesus. Go and make disciples yeah but you know is sin really that big a deal well you tell me or should I tell you sin always hurts let's not kid ourselves sin always hurts hurts most certainly us and almost always others. Sin destroys relationships. Sin destroys our relationship with God. It begins there. Am I wrong? You ready? If your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend could read every thought, in your head, and would see your darkest moments, would they stay with you? Be careful. Sin destroys relationships. If your friends could hear every thought going on in your head and know the desires of your heart, would they still want to be your friend? Would they like you? Guess what? God didn't like us either. Self-focused, self-centered, arrogant. God, right now in this moment, we're doing it my way. But in that moment when God could have just punished us justly, instead he chose to love us unconditionally. And he made his son suffer for our sins in our place, all the hurt that sin brings, God put that hurt on his son that we might be made holy, forgiven, perfect in the eyes of our God. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son 
that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Eternal life is what Jesus won for us. But there's more. Paul says that Jesus also brings a change of heart. Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. You and I live for him. The man on a mission, a mission of mercy. Mercy for me, mercy for you, mercy for the world. It is who we are. Now, let's go back to a former lane. On your best day as a Christian, loving Jesus as your Savior, how would immense wealth influence you? If you had so much money that you couldn't even begin to spend it all on yourself, and you knew that you had this greater gift from God that Jesus died for the sins of the world, how would you invest yourself and your money in others? Paul has some thoughts to share in the middle of our text. He wrote this, So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Oh, you over there, you're not, you're not, uh, not really worth my time. No, Paul says, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. If anyone is in Christ, in faith, standing in Jesus, the new creation has come. We are believers. The old has gone. The unbeliever side of us controlling us. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling, making peace with the world. Reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Paul says, we therefore are Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become right with God, forgiven. Dear friends, what a great gift of wealth that God has given us in Jesus. Now remember, if the world knew our sin, it would cast us aside. Moms are great at loving, aren't they? If our moms knew our sin, the darkest corner of our minds and hearts, might mom be even challenged to love us when she didn't like us? You know the beautiful thing about Christian moms? My mom, for sure. See, when I was a little boy, <clears throat> I was naughty sometimes. Even at 60, I can be naughty. Yeah. Um, but my mom knew Jesus. And there's something cool about Christian moms. When, mom, when mom, Christian moms are Christian moms, they remember the great gift that, that God has given them. They remember their sins. They know how big is the gift that God has given. And Christian moms then can look on us with the, with the eyes of heaven and have mercy. If our spouses know Jesus, then they know their own sins and how big is the gift God has given to them and our spouses can look with the eyes of heaven on us and have mercy. 
if our friends know Jesus. They know their own sins and how great is the love God has lavished on us, giving us forgiveness in Jesus, and they look on us with the eyes of heaven and they have mercy. And if our fellow Christians sitting around us in the seats on a Sunday morning have a good relationship with their God, we know our own sins, so we have an idea of what yours look like. But we are given the eyes of heaven, and we look on each other with mercy. And when sin creeps out of us or rushes out of us in, in, in thought, word, and deed, we remember, and we look on each other with the eyes of heaven, and we forgive. Abby, you can come up. We didn't talk. You see, our sins are a big deal. They really are. It brought the death of the Son of God. But an even bigger deal is God's amazing gift of forgiveness in that Son of God who died for you and me. If I understand how it is that I am forgiven, how can I not share that forgiveness with you? How can I not share that forgiveness with the world? How can I not see the world differently? People are not for me to use and then cast aside when they don't benefit me anymore. All people are here for me to serve, to love as Christ loved and served us. How can I, how can we as the church not do whatever it takes to shine and to speak and to live for Jesus? Would we blow the walls out on this place and on this school and build bigger if we had to, to tell more people about Jesus? Would we not add more worship services if that's what it took to tell more people about Jesus? You see, we've been given a great gift of God's wealth. Jesus died for the sins of the world. God is not counting the world's sins against it. God says, believe in me and heaven is big enough for all of you, all who will believe in Jesus as their Savior. Now friends, do you trust me when I tell you this? That this, the thoughts of this sermon have nothing to do with our current proposed building project here at St. Paul's because it matters because they don't. The thoughts of this sermon come from this text and the amazing mercy of our God. It's big. It's huge. How do I know? Because Jesus died for the sins of me, the biggest sinner in this room. And he died for the sins of you, only the second biggest sinner in this room. And he died for the sins of the world, every last one of them. So Paul says, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Are you with me? The gospel trumps politics. The gospel trumps skin color. The gospel trumps how much money we have or don't have. The gospel trumps it all because a man came on a mission from heaven, a man filled with mercy. Mercy for all people. 
all of us and all the world. And before he left, he gave the ministry to us. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. My friends, the man on a mission, the man of mercy, his mission is bigger than this space bigger than this place. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. He wants us to share it with the world. Are we ready? Let's go after it. Let's get after them to the glory of Jesus who died for you and me. Amen. Great God and Lord, in this thing called life, all of us this calendar year will have a birthday. All of us are growing older. And the older we get, the more we come to realize that like the sands in the hourglass, your blessings of this life are slipping away, the physical. But thank you for the eyes of faith that because you sent Jesus into the world to die for our sins, Every year that slips away is not the glass getting empty, it is the glass getting full because every year of life is one more year closer to seeing you. In heaven, the glass is only full. In heaven, the, this life is only joy. So richly blessed we are as an aging population sitting in this room, whether we're one month or six, 97 years thanks be to you that you the, the triune God Father, Son and Holy Spirit 1, 2 and 3 the Father who sent the Son the Son who came to live and die the Spirit who taught us about him through the word of God and the three of you who put your name on us in baptism and brought us to life through faith in Jesus we thank you that you have prepared us for the next life and for now we thank you for the great investment in us, in Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you took on our hurt. We thank you you took on our death. You took on our sin. You took on the ugliness of us and made it your own to give us life and beauty, holiness in the eyes of our Father in heaven. Help us to truly grab hold of the truth that this is true for the world. You have saved the world. You have forgiven the world. Help us to take your invitation to every person who sits around us at work, every person who sits around us at the dinner table, every, every person who sits next to us on a plane, whatever we travel, whatever we do. Help us remember, we're not there to be obnoxious Christians and, and, and tell them. We're there to shine. Give us the wisdom of how to do that as we hold open a door, as we smile at the barista every day, as we are nice to our coworkers, and then when they ask us, why do you care about me? Why are you so nice? Then we simply look to heaven and say, it's because there's this friend in heaven, your friend and mine, his name is Jesus. He taught me how to love. Can I tell you about him? Man of mercy, you came on a mission. You've asked us to be involved. Let us do that through prayer, through thought, through word, through deed. 
And now, Heavenly Father, we close out our prayer time together, joining our voices in the prayer that your Son taught us that gathers all the thoughts of God's people and brings them before your throne of grace and mercy. Hear us for Jesus' sake. We pray together. Words in the screen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And receive with believing hearts the blessing of our God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with his favor and give you his peace. And together, God's people say, Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ Sermon Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.